been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey there, welcome back. It's episode 88 of Her Unapologetic Life. Mercedes here. We are in the heart of spring break over here. I, I am I am recording this episode at the last possible moment, so you get it almost in real time. Um, I don't know where you are in the world, but spring break has been probably going on for people in your lives for the last few weeks. We happen to have April doing a Michigan staycation. And it, yeah, it's a little more difficult to record with kids running all over the place. So here I am in the evening for once. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so we're talking about story this month. And as I started, you know, contemplating about what to talk about next after, you know, reviewing some of the roles like the villain, the victim, the hero, and of course the guide, um, wanted to kind of figure out where to go next with you. Because for me, story and retelling story and, um, you know, crafting a new chapter of our story is really crucial to um, moving forward in our lives. And I, it's really central to the themes of what I talk about with women and what I teach and how I how I try to live out my life. So for today, I really want to talk about fiction and nonfiction um, and talking kind of about where our lives land um, in that, you know, um, what, where, where we are with that. So I was like, I always have gotten confused with fiction and nonfiction growing up when I had to write a paper, you know, fiction or nonfiction. I'm like, what is it? I always had to look it up. So again, I looked it up. Uh, and so here's just the, you know, a general definition. Nonfiction is writing recounts of real experiences, people, and periods, you know, times. Um, so nonfiction is when we're writing about our own personal life, right? Fiction uh, writing involves imaginary people, places, or periods, uh, but it could incorporate story elements that mimic reality, right? And I think we love both kinds, right? Um, and I think probably in entertainment, we really enjoy... I call it like the beach reads and then we have, you know, like the autobiographies and then we have like the, like true crime, right? Like recounting these experiences. Um, and we often have the narrator's version. We can have an observer's version. It's just whoever is narrating it, whether it be the person that's happening to or person who's in the story, um, it kind of, you know, we kind of can see the different versions, which is, I like, I personally like books when it is told from different points of view when they go back and forth, it keeps me interested. Um, but when it comes to fiction and nonfiction, what I've noticed is it really can be argued that even nonfiction can be fiction to others. You know, like um, our reality, you know, our point of view and the way we see the world and the way we write about our experiences is our version of nonfiction, right? Um, and another person who's experienced it could write something completely different and that's their version of nonfiction. And to us, we're like, well, what's really real, right? Is it fiction or is it nonfiction? So 
let's just bring it back to your life for today because we could get stuck in that wheel too for sure. But for you, it's I mean the really important thing is for you to figure out for you what is fiction, like what isn't real, and what is nonfiction, like what is real. Um, what is old, what needs to be carried on. Um, and you know, I like to ask too, how how do you want to live out and tell your story? Because how we decide to move forward and live out that life that we have um, is our choice to live into that reality. Um, and when we're living into our reality, it's not just a story, right? Um, it's our life. So um, we are called to do that, and we are doing that. So um, some days, you know, whether we like it or not, with all the funny memes of, you know, we don't have enough coffee to get out of bed, we are out of bed. And we are um, living into our life. And um, I love to find out from people, you know, what their truth is, you know, what their nonfiction is. Um, so main point for today, before we kind of get to these things is you have your truth, right? And you get to co-create that. You get to co-create your nonfiction life. Um, and that's stepping into your real life. And well, others could argue about what's true and what's not true. It's really important to find out what's true for yourself, right? So a few things to consider. Um, when you are going about that. So these, this is kind of when you kind of start getting the wheels turning a little bit more. First off, who is the narrator of your life story? Like if I were to open the book of your life right now, whose voice would I hear? Whose voice would we hear as a group around you? Like, huh, who's telling the story? You know, who's narrating it? Okay, that's really important, right? Because some of us really are narrating our own story. Some of us are allowing others to. Um, and it's really important to know, like, what voice is coming out, right? Or, and then, we, you know, we talk a little bit inner critic. Like, is there inner critic telling our story? And is that one we want to tell to, the, to our children and the next generations? Or are we telling our story? And next, um, when it comes to other people, we have a supportive role, but we're not the starring role. Um, I think we can say that it's pretty simple and easy for most people we, we have in our lives. But like when it comes to our children or our spouses or, you know, our parents, we feel sometimes like we're part star of the show, right? Of the book, of their life. Um, you know, and examples that I think of a lot of is like when we as moms just can't let go of control, you know, or we live vicariously through our kids and their experiences, um, or we just focus all of our energy and attention on others, Right we're kind of stepping into more than the supportive role that we have in, in their story. Okay. And third, um, it is safe to share and live out our story. I think, you know, when we start thinking about who our voice is, where our voice fits in with others, it's good to step back a second and think it's safe for us to live it and to share it. And that we get to create that safety as we create our story. Um, I just think of, you know, sometimes when we're telling our story, we kind of like, you know, stay in the shadows of, of the, of the story as we go, you know? Um, and you know, we, we just show the part that we want to show. And when people want to get to know us or when we're like out, when we're out there sharing our story, you kind of think about it in, in perspective of like what we don't tell them, they're not going to know because they don't know the backstory. They don't know more that's going on. And if you feel safe to share and to keep creating that, um, it's you're gonna have, it's gonna be more of a rich um, experience, your own life, and then as you share it with others. So, 
you know, like what happens to me is when I start thinking about these things is like, well, like, well, what if I, you know, can't do that? Or what if the next chapter isn't great and I'm making these choices and like, um, like how am I going to proceed in this? So like you, if you start to believe that you are the narrator of your story and you want your authentic voice to be, and that you want to just be a supporting role in other stories, not the star, um, not the taking over and you feel safe to share and live it out, then, um, you know, how do we proceed, right? Well, one way I like to proceed is, is by stopping putting other people in my hero's role, right? Um, if we're putting ourselves in our own, in, in the role as hero, in our own story, um, in our own life, um, you know, then we're actually more able to have this all come to fruition, right? We're able to live an unapologetic life that is our story, our life, not theirs. And another way too to proceed is to stop putting other people in victim or villain um, be, because, you know, we just, you know, we don't know what else to do with them <laughs> or to make ourselves feel better, you know, like, oh, poor them or, oh, they're just, they're so mean, you know? Um, and so I thought I would come up with a real, like a real life example. Of course, this is, there's some changes made because I never want to share fully um, what I've, what I've shared with a client or with a friend or somebody I've talked with. Um, so basically, um, let's just say we have Betty Sue. <laughs> I just like the name Betty Sue. And she came, come, she's came to me um, wanting to spend more time on what she calls her side hustle. I help a lot of women who love their job, but they also have passion elsewhere. And they're trying to figure out, um, you know, where to go with that. So at this point, this could be like her main hobby or just an outlet, um, you know. And so for the sake of the day, the, it's kind of like her extra, um, extra thing that she wants to do. Um, but what happens is she's getting the leftover time in her life to work on this side hustle. So she's coming to me because she's like, this leftover time isn't enough, but I don't know how to even create more time. I don't even know how to um, make this a priority, um, you know. And so she comes to me, and really what we're doing is we're writing the next few chapters together of her life, right? We're rewriting some, we're editing some, we're moving this, moving that. Um, we're editing her current reality um, to be nonfiction, not just like a hope or a dream or like a story, right? Like her actual life. And um, so we kind of figure out like how we'll shift that, right? So then, well, she becomes the narrator, you know, and when, as she's becoming the narrator, what does she discover? Um, and then when she kind of looks at how she is in other people's story, like, is she a supporter? Is she, you know, being their hero? Just imagine if she shifts her belief to be that she's just their supporter. She's there for them as needed, but she's the narrator and hero of her own story. And then she shifts the belief that she's safe to go forth and prosper. I mean, that's kind of like one of those sayings, so go forth and prosper. And um, it really is the way that it works when we start to shift these things, right? Um, I mean, just imagine, how do you think she's going to look at her daily life differently? And how do you think she might spend her time then if she believes she is the narrator of her story? You know, she can be supportive to others, but she doesn't have to be their hero. And she's safe to go forth and prosper. I mean, automatically, I think, oh my goodness, she's going to really have time to discover her side hustle and to see if it really is a cool hobby, an outlet, or it's something more, right? And so in this case, it's something more. It becomes really her passion and her job 
um, and she's able to let go of some of the other things she's been doing um, in her in her job. Um, so this seems really simple, but it really does change the ending or outcome of this next chapter of her life. It really does, you know, and so you get to keep editing as you go, right? You get to keep deciding like, hmm, which way do I want to go? How do I want to go? And I think that's another point that I want to say here is like, as we look at these, these three points, we really get to decide um, and shift and change it as we go. Um, editing is huge in story writing and telling, right? Like for, for sure the, the writing part. Um, but, you know, you think about a really cool movie script, like they're not just like writing it and it's done. Um, there's a lot of changes that go on. There's a lot of um, changes to the plot. And so when you're thinking about your own life and your own story, you know, what changes are happening as you start to shift these, these views? So as you're listening to this, I ask my clients this a lot too, like kind of at the end of a session, I say, so what really resonated with you? You know, in this episode, what stood out to you? Um, is it that you're a narrator of your own story? Is it that, you know, you're the hero of your story? Uh, you don't need to be the hero of other stories. In fact, you, you're, the goal is for you just to be a supportive person. Um, you don't need to put people in victim or villain. Um, you don't need to stay there yourself, right? Oh, and it's safe for you to create your story as the narrator. Like what resonates with you? I just love to ask that. And I thought I'll ask you that here today because it just, I kind of thought, hmm, there's a lot resonating with me. Um, I just love helping women co-create their stories. And it's kind of like they're creating the autobiography, you know, that they star in. Um, and then they get to choose the supportive characters in their life. Um, you know, storytelling and stories, it's used a lot amongst the therapies that I've used, like narrative or cognitive behavioral. And it's really, it's really um, powerful um, in, in some more of the, um, you know, rewiring of the brain, working with spirit, working with soul. Um, and the soul recode that I've been doing, you know, through the star method, it really, it's just really cool because you're really like healing and restoring some of these things. I like to say restore or restory. It's kind of a very similar um, use of the word, but it's, or, you know, when you look at it and it's, we're really going in there and we're, we're like getting rid of the stories that no longer serve us. We're in our soul's library and we're, we're creating that story or that, you know, nonfiction view vantage point of our future self um, and, you know, our essential self. And it's just really cool because we're creating our story, not just from, you know, oh, a whim of a, you know, something, but we're creating it from um, our super conscious or our soul um, and with connection to God, to divine. And so it's super powerful, you know, and it, it makes these changes that we want to make in our lives much easier and simpler. Um, so in closing, you know, story is so powerful and it's really, you know, looking at our own story and making some of these decisions is really a, one major way to grow and transform into your unapologetic life. I mean, when, you know, I've kind of mentioned this a few times, but I want to keep it simple today. You know, first off, if you're, if you're becoming the narrator of your life story, if you open your life book and you hear your authentic voice, you don't hear your inner critic, you don't hear your mom, you don't hear your dad, you don't hear other people telling your story, you hear yourself. Um, and you're also allowing, allowing yourself to just be a supportive role in other people's stories. Um, and you feel safe to be the main character in your own story. Um, 
and you don't need to hold back, um, then the then you're you're going to really live into that unapologetic life. And I was talking to some girls about this the other day because um, it's been a while since I've you know started the podcast and I've named it um, your or her unapologetic life. And I think that just encompasses it because I mean if we're living in naturally into what God intended for us, we're going to be living unapologetically. It's not a, like a bad attitude. It's not like a chip on our shoulder. It's not the things that like, you know, we don't have to apologize for this. It's more, we're just unapologetically living. We're being ourselves um, without the need to apologize because we have nothing to apologize for in our humanity and our divinity, right? And so that's kind of where it's, where, um, where it's at. So ask yourself, you know, like, where are you with this? How do you, do you feel like you're narrator of your story? Do you feel like you're not? And I would just love to hear hear from you. And if you're really wanting to dig in and be more of the narrator of your own story, you know where to find me. There's different ways to work with me. You can simply just be in my free Facebook group or listen to the podcast each week um, for different nuggets. Um, you know, I just love having you in the community and I welcome you to continue to join me and I will be back here next week. Enjoy the rest of your spring break. If it is, if you've had it already, or if you don't even get it, just enjoy the day. I really love chatting with you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes the village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.